so I want to talk to us today about releasing dormant potential or releasing untapped potential in our lives. And I want to go to a a bit of a different place in scripture for something like this. It's a little bit of an obscure story. It's in Matthew 21 verses 1 to 3. And I'll just read the story for a start. Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. Everyone say, loose them. Loose them and, in other words, untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, like someone who might own them, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. Now, straight away, this story to me is one of those stories that just demands further inspection because in all honesty, of all the things in Jesus' life and ministry, For one of the gospel writers, for Matthew, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, for him to zero in on and record Jesus' travel plans and livestock logistics would not necessarily be top of my list. Come on, who who has ever thought to yourself, I wish Jesus had commented more about certain things in our society? How much easier would it be if uh, we had some more opinions of Jesus rather than his travel plans? Oh, come on. You're supposed to be the caffeinated crew. Did everyone run in Pick to Park or something today, did they? Yeah, everyone did. So who's sitting next to someone who's sweaty and smelly? Yeah. But of all the things that Matthew could have recorded, come on, there's only 28 chapters. And I'm thinking, Matthew, don't waste space. I want to hear from Jesus. And here we have a story about a donkey. It's like Shrek. But, But it's like, what is this doing in Matthew? But that actual fact that the Holy Spirit decided to include these details in the record should draw us deeper into the record and when you think about it these these donkeys are important these donkeys or this donkey obviously Jesus sat on one of them this donkey actually took the saviour of the world into a city so this donkey whether he woke up that morning and realised it or not is a donkey of destiny This is no ordinary donkey. He might have woken up ordinary at the beginning of the day, but by the end of the day, there was nothing ordinary about his life. He would be forever recorded in Scripture, even though we don't know his name. His name was probably Donkey. And I've actually got a picture of these. Can you believe it? Survived antiquity. We've got a picture of these donkeys. Oh, come on, that's cute. You've got to admit that's cute. Got to admit that's cute. You know, I think we all, if if nothing else, what this donkey represents is dormant potential. As I said, he woke up that morning, he was just like every other donkey in the Holy Land. By that night, he'd been part of the mission and plan of God. And, And I think often there are dormant 
potentials in our life that we simply don't recognise. I know for me that's the fact. Without being funny, I have talents. And some of them haven't been utilised. Now, my wife always gets nervous when I talk like this because she thinks I'm going to talk about my potential country music career. (laughs) But don't worry, darling, I'm not. Not this morning. But you know what? Art is something that's in my life. It's in my family. My, My father was an oil painter, a landscape artist, and, you know, he he was into reality and really literally like painting picture-perfect type paintings, trying to reflect that, and occasionally he hit on that and he created something that was amazing. Some of my nephews and nieces and and brothers and sisters have that same bent in their life where they're great at sketching, they're great... The ones that have applied themselves, like Melanie, my niece, is just brilliant when she draws stuff. It's amazing amazing what she does because she developed that potential but for me sadly I never have it's like a donkey tied up it's like a potential that's actually not realized or released in my life and um and I would love to do it and sometimes you know I see things I I can literally see uh how a wave should look or I could see how something should be shadowed or or what perspective or what angle or where the light should be coming from and I've even gone as far as writing down in a little notebook occasionally I want to paint this and it should be facing this way and the sun should be coming that way and I should use these colors and this is what it should look like and this is what will make it look like it's in movement and I write it down and then I and just a couple of times in my life I've gone to the $2 shop because I've still got my dad's oil paints most of them are still I've still got the easel I grew up watching my father paint on but I don't want to use his paints until I get better so I've gone to the $2 shop got some poster paint and painted my masterpiece and it is nothing like what I see in my head it is so frustrating because I have never gone to the trouble of learning or trying to study somehow to release the potential of my gift. Literally, I could say art is tied up in my life, but it's not released. Uh, Another area, I'm just wondering what you've got. Be thinking about you. Another area for me definitely is book writing. I know there's a book in me. I've talked to Adele about this at length. And I know that there is a book in me. Um, I actually started and I got in two chapters in last year uh, and I have been talking about this book for like 10 years and I got two chapters done and then the year got crazy. The good news is we're taking some extended leave this year and on the end of that leave I'm going to take some time out to get back into that book because I am determined to untie that donkey. So I want you to turn to the person next to you because it's not just me, you have potential. You have stuff in your life. Turn to the person next to you and say, you've got potential. Oh, come on, do it. Don't get too embarrassed. It's not too intense. You've got potential. And then uh, and they turn back to each other and say, loose the donkey. And that's the title of the message today. I want us to remember it. Loose the donkey. If you remember nothing else, I want us all to walk out of this place being able to say to one another with a smile, loose that donkey. Loose that donkey. You know, Jesus, when he said to the disciples, this is what you've got to say. When you go to find, you find this donkey, this is what you need to say. The master has need of him. And then they were going to release the donkey straight away. And so I'd ask you that question. 
Now, what are the donkeys in your life? The Lord has need of what from you? I wonder what the master has need of that's in our life, the dormant potential that is sitting tied up somewhere in our life, not released. Here's some thoughts on this passage. The first one is, he was a possession, but he wasn't fulfilling his destiny until he was released. So he was a possession, he was there, he was a reality, but he wasn't fulfilling potential until he was released. Jesus told a very, very similar parable about this in the parable of the talents. And he says there's a a master, he's going away and he gives some talents. He gives some of his goods to three of his servants. One he gives five, one he gives two, one he gives one. And then he goes on a long journey and he comes back and the, the guy who'd been given five has invested those talents. In other words, to, re- to, to invest, you have to release, don't you? Yeah. And would it be not, we'd all be investors if we didn't have to give our money away to do it. So to invest, you've got to release. And he had invested what he'd been given, had doubled it, and the master was well pleased. Well, you've done a great job. And there's been a kingdom increase because of your willingness to release. And then the second servant comes and he's done exactly the same thing. He's doubled, he's released and then doubled what he was given and the master is really happy with him. But most of us would know the story of the the last servant who was given one talent and he was afraid that he'd even lose what he had and so he buried it. And then he dug it back up and he gave it back to the master when he returned from his journey. And the master was really unhappy, so unhappy, in fact, that he said, take what he does have from him. So the others were rewarded with even more responsibility, more opportunity. And the one who buried his gift actually lost it. We have a saying in our society, and it's so true. It works on everything from money to muscles. If you don't use it, you, you lose it. And so these, th- this parable of the talents is a great illustration of this very principle that when we release things, God can do something amazing. And when we bury what we've got, it comes to nothing. I wonder what potentials you have in your life. I wonder what gifts. I wonder what talents. I wonder what opportunities. I wonder what relationships. I wonder what businesses are living within you that you've never released. And so we're going to spend a few moments. Is that okay? Have you got any donkeys tied up? Two people admitted they've got donkeys tied up. I've got to try harder on this. I can tell. You know, the fact is he was an ordinary donkey, just like so many other donkeys at the time, until he was released. And then if you think about it, he then carried the saviour of the world into a city for its salvation. Actually, even beyond that. If you look beyond that, literally Jesus rode that donkey to the cross. He was on his way into the Passover, he rode that donkey into Jerusalem and that donkey carried the saviour of the world to a place that would open up the future for every one of us. And I think it's the same in our lives. We have dormant potentials 
You know, if God could do that with a donkey, I wonder what potential could do if you released it in your life. I wonder how Jesus could ride on your potential into situations that have yet to be touched, yet to be healed, yet to be broken open, yet to be explored, if you would just use that faith, give enough faith to immediately untie the donkey when the master has need of it. I I want to give a simple illustration. I'll try and open this up. I like old cars. As many of you know, like I do, I, as a young guy, I, I was right into the car scene. When, when I became a Christian, God just healed me of, of all of that stuff. I got rid of all my idols, etc. And then as an older man with a totally different outlook, as God often does, whatever, what I'd surrendered to him, he brought back into my life in a redeemed way. And um, in a market that was going crazy with Australian muscle car prices doing that, Uh, I was able to actually get a hold of three of them in very short order for very little money. And I enjoyed those cars. I gave that as a testimony to the church at the time. Surrender God to God. You know, release your donkey and he will bless you. Anyhow, uh, this is what I ended up with. I've got a photo of a couple of cars. And um, they were the last two that that I sold. Probably four or five years ago now, I think I sold the last one about four years ago, maybe, the Maroon one, and to Shane's uncle, as a matter of fact. So it'll be driving around real soon. I can't wait to see it. But, you know, I've had people, and I, I had pastors in my world that knew me well. They knew I loved these things. They knew that I love working on cars. Pray for me. I know it's weird. But they knew that I love doing this stuff because it's my trade background. I painted that Maroon car, not the purple one, but I painted it myself. And so I love doing that stuff. And so when I sold it, people, the question on people's lips were, why? Why would you sell what you love? And, and I had, you know, to be in, in all honest truth, the, the simple answer was, we were in a building program. And I was asking people to be generous, and they were. Now, Sue and I, we'd been on this journey for like eight years toward the building, and over that eight years, we'd pretty well given everything that we could give outside of selling things. And it was an amazing thing as we rolled up to Heart for the House offering a couple of years ago, four, uh, four years ago now. Every time I walked past those cars, they didn't feel like a blessing. They just felt like they were taking up room. And I realised, this is where I got this message from, I realised that I just had donkeys that needed loosing. Now please, as I begin this, don't shut down, I'm not saying sell the Commodore. That's, that's not the point of this. What I'm saying is I had potential in my life that I wasn't releasing and I felt challenged that we need to release this. And we didn't give all the money to the church. Actually, we had most of those on house loans. That's why we, I bought them as investments and we sold them at a great profit and were able to pay back the investment, be blessed and bless the kingdom of God all in one stroke. All I had to do was release what was close to my heart. And when I surrendered it, God did something really quite amazing. And we ended the greatest season of financial blessing in the church as people gave to get us into this facility. 
But at the end of the day, those donkeys weren't producing anything. I mean, they're cute donkeys. They're lovely donkeys. They were refreshing donkeys. I loved getting in those cars. Well, the the purple one. I loved driving it down the street. I mean, I loved doing that. But at the end of the day, its potential was tied. And when I released it, great things began to happen. Not only in our lives, but in the life of the church. I wonder what donkeys you've got tied up that need to be... And and one day I'm going to preach the full story of that because it's come full circle. And uh, maybe for the first time in my life, I've been incredibly, incredibly blessed. I sowed a couple of cars. I've been given one of those cars now. So I've got another one. It's maybe not in quite as good a nick. It needs a paint job. But at the end of the day, you know, I believe you can't outgive God. So what donkeys, not, not just cars, I'm not talking cars. Think potential, think talents, think what you've got in your heart, whether it's art, whether it's songwriting, whether it's writing a book, whether it's just being a kind and happy person. What have you got that you've tied up? Whether it's in your family and it's in the realm of words. You know, there could be, have you ever noticed in family life that sometimes you hold off on even words of affirmation because you're waiting for the right time. But if you're, if you're not careful, you leave them tied up too long and the moment passes and you regret not having said what you could have said when you could have said it. Man, I want to say to you, maybe husbands, there's some gift donkeys that need to be released. All the wives said... There's some gift donkeys that need to be released. Wives, maybe there's some words of respect and affirmation that need to be released. And all the husbands didn't say a word because they are far too wise. (laughs) Or with our children. But on some level, there needs to come a release because the donkeys in our lives, the dormant potential in our lives, it doesn't reach its fulfillment or its destiny until we let it go. Here's another thought. We all have donkeys that need releasing. Well, that's not a new thought. I've already introduced it. So how about using your gifts? Just using your gifts. And and look, honestly, this is not just in church. This is about the marketplace. This is about God's world. This is about us being salt and light wherever we are. But you might have gifts of leadership. And maybe you, at one point, you rose up in a gift of leadership, but then you got smashed in that place because it tends to happen. And so you tied your donkey up, fearful to let him go again. Man, I, I think the Holy Spirit would say to you today, it's time to loose the donkey. You know, maybe you have gifts like administration or something really, really practical in that sense. But you got overused. You know, you got pushed and you got hammered in that thing. And you've tied up the donkey and gone never again. You know, I think it's amazing, but as Christians, as young, you know, when you're new in the faith, Probably one of the most common prayers, authentic prayers by a young Christian is, God, use me. And maybe one of the most common complaints of us once we're down the track a little while is, I feel used. I think God's confused. I think we go, God, use me. And God says, okay. And he does. And then we're like, I feel used. 
And it's like, uh, you're not getting this? But, but don't leave that donkey. Don't leave that potential tied up. The master has need of him. What about just serving people? If you, if you aren't already, please whether it's in the community or certainly in the context of the church, there is opportunity. There's opportunity on our kids' team. There's opportunity on media teams. There's opportunity on hospitality teams. Man, you don't even have to be super gifted, just super nice. Even if you just fake it for the day, you can contribute something and release the donkey. Our finances. What about our finances? What what have we got tied up that we'd be obedient to respond if the master said, I had need of it? You know, it's interesting, but this $20 note looks like probably about a million other $20 notes. Uh, I think I gave away... I did. I gave away the one that was written on because it wasn't quite like every other note. One of them was written on, but now here's a clean one. This is like a million other $20 notes. Just like that donkey was like a thousand other donkeys in the Holy Land at that time. He was just another donkey until he was released. Now, we might not know his name, but he is the donkey that carried the saviour of the world into a city. And I, I just wonder, I've got a little experiment today. Have we got a uni student here that wasn't in the first service and you work part-time to support yourself through uni? Come on, we've got to have one. I love it. I just saw that little hand. Would you be happy to come up here? Could I embarrass you that much? Please, I won't embarrass you too much. I really promise. I'm, I'm a good pastor. Ask people. They trust me. Yeah, come on. Let's welcome these guys up. Thank you so much for responding. I couldn't believe that no one else in here, they just, they know that. No, if you just come this way, I won't even bring you up there. But who knows that that $20 note, it's just like any other $20 note. But the moment I give it to a uni student, okay, now we'd say a starving uni student because, you know, when you're working part-time. But just be blessed and that could be I don't know, McDonald's tonight instead of, instead of me goring noodles. Okay, thank you very much. What, thank you very much. So, but, but listen to it. That went from being just like any other innocuous $20 note to being a very particular $20 note that brought blessing into someone's life. Only a small blessing. I'm not even sure you'd call McDonald's blessing. But... Just a small blessing into someone's life simply because it was released. It could stay in my wallet and look like every other $20 note, but the moment I send it on mission, it takes on a particular character. I wonder what's in your life that's tied up, but if it was released, it would bring blessing to those around you. You know, one of the things with the donkey, I think, is that the donkey just looked ordinary. Like every other donkey. There were thousands of them in the Holy Land. I mean, they were like Commodores. Oh, come on, that's funny. You've got to admit it. 
They're just like Commodores. They were just like Toyota Camrys or Toyota Corollas. They didn't stand out. You know, I mean, you don't pull up at the lights. The fact is, all of us on the way to, to church this morning, we probably didn't realise it, but we would have seen a Commodore. We would have. We probably were at the lights sitting next to one and you didn't go, oh my goodness, a Commodore. <laughs> Unless it was Graham Nindoffs, he's got a really nice Commodore. But, you know, the average Commodore, you wouldn't go, well, there's a Commodore. You go, there's a Lamborghini, there's a Porsche, there's a Tirana. You know, you say things like that, don't you? Well, you should. <laughs> but we don't notice the common. And I think this can sometimes be the problem for us releasing our potential. Because we look at ourselves and we say, there is nothing exceptional about me. There's nothing exceptional or different about what I do. I just look like everyone else, or my skill set just looks like everyone else. And so we fail to see the potential in us, but I tell you, you don't see it till it's released. The fact is, he was like every other donkey until he was untied. And the moment he was loosed, he took on a different nature. He's a different character. He is the only donkey that carried Jesus into the city of Jerusalem. I wonder what donkeys are tied up in your life. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, loose the donkey. Because here's the amazing thing. Okay, that wasn't permission to line up a coffee date, you young people. Here's the, here's the thing. God used something so unexceptional to bring salvation to the world. He used something totally unacceptable to carry Jesus to the cross. Now we know Jesus was exceptional. Do you understand what I mean? That donkey is part of God's plan. He was unexceptional except he's the only one who did it. I wonder what Jesus is asking you to untie, to loose in your life. Here's the last thought. Because the donkey had an owner. The donkey was under the control of someone else. And in the same way, we are masters of our own potential. God gives us the potential, but he literally gives it to us. And whether you use it or not is entirely up to you. God will never squeeze you like a lemon. It's entirely up to us. So our potential is within our hands. And it's interesting, when Jesus told the disciples to go, he said, say this, the master has need of him. And the next phrase is, and immediately they will untie them. And I, I look at this, I don't know whether Jesus had been through there the week before and lined up a donkey. I don't know whether there was Hertz rent a donkey in those days. Probably not. I think that Jesus had a simple expectation that when we realise the Master says, I have need of that potential, that we will say yes. Jesus' clear expectation. He was not expecting an argument. He was not expecting distraction. He was not expecting delay. He fully believed that someone, knowing that he wanted it, would say it's yours and I guess that's the challenge for us how soft how quick are we to release potential 
when we know the Master is calling for it. You know, Christianity is about far more than forgiveness. Our forgiveness, it's a wonderful thing. We've talked about grace already. We've sung about grace. It's a wonderful thing to find favour with God, but we know that that is just a doorway into a whole future of touching the world for Jesus' sake. And that rides on the back of, literally, Jesus rides on the back of the potential that we are willing to release. Here we are 2,000 years since the cross and if those earliest of early disciples had not released the potential, had not surrendered and said, yes, we will go, then we wouldn't even be talking about Jesus today. Jesus rides on the back of released potential to touch and change and redeem our world. And his invitation is for us to be a part of it. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible? I mean, are you excited about the potential in your lives and not just the potential in your life for you, but the potential in your life that could change and impact the lives of so many? Why don't we stand together this morning? Can I pray for you this morning? Are you game for me to pray for you? Are you sure? I mean, you're not sort of holding back like, oh, I want you to pray for me. I think if you heard what I said, you might be a bit. Because we do tend to hold things deeply. And I've given an example of releasing a donkey for me, but man, I can think of 10 more straight away that I feel challenged to release. What about you? So if I can pray for you today, Father, we we thank you just standing in your presence. We thank you for the incredible potential that you've given each and every one of us. Lord, for gifts, for gifts of hospitality, gifts of leadership, gifts of of administration and helps, gifts of the Holy Spirit and the power of God flowing through us, gifts of church training, the Ephesians 4 gifts, all the gifts that we see in Scripture. Father, we thank you that they're resident right here in this room. And not only that, Father, you've prospered us, you've blessed us. We live in an incredible nation. We thank you for what we have. And I pray today that we could just turn our hearts to you, open our hearts to you. Allow you to search our hearts for things that are tied up that need to be released tied up because of fear or they're tied up because of selfishness or tied up because of hurt and disappointment whatever it might be whatever the the rope might be father today i pray that you'd give us the, the grace to be able to respond and untie things that need to be released so that their potential can glorify you so that their potential can empower your mission in the earth, Father, wherever we find ourselves. With whatever people are around us, Father, use us. Use us. Use our potential. We pray. And if if that's your prayer, why don't you say amen? And then while our heads are bowed, still bowed, and our eyes are closed, you know, you might be here and maybe you've never sort of released yourself. I think that's where it begins. I know as a a young man, 21 years of age, I had a moment in my life where I felt like God was knocking on the door of my heart and 
I guess it was this principle. It was like the master has need of your life. And, uh, and I had no idea what for. I just knew that Jesus was saying, you need to release yourself to me. You need to hand over the reins, Chris. That was my experience, you know, 30 plus years ago. And, and I've just got the sense there's going to be people here today and he's speaking to your heart the same way. You've been on a journey and you've got friends that are, you know, I guess following Jesus and you can see that, you've seen that in their lives. But today, friend, it's your opportunity. You know, maybe you've never, never surrendered yourself or released yourself to Jesus and trusted him with your life. Maybe you have and you've pulled back and you've literally, you know, taken the reins back. And I want to give you the opportunity to respond to God just right at the end of this service in a moment of release, a moment of surrender. So we've put a prayer up on the screen. It's a very simple prayer. It's a prayer of commitment, prayer of dedication. It's like a prayer of surrender. And I think that's where our potential really is released. It all begins when we open our heart to Jesus. So I want to give you the opportunity to do that if you never really have or if you need to once again. So while, while our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, once again, if we could. Friend, if that's you and you just know you need to connect your, your life to the life of God, would you just raise your hand right where you are? I'll acknowledge it and you can put it down. Yep, that is awesome, mate. I see you up there. Others in this place? Yep, awesome, mate. I see your hand. That is awesome. Yep, I see you down here. That is wonderful. God bless you. Others in this place? Come on, all the people of God should be praying right now quietly. Others? Yeah, God bless you. I see you right over there in the back corner. God bless you. Others in this place? I won't labour it. Yep, God bless you. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Just wonderful. God loves you. God has such a plan. And God will release your potential. Even if you felt it got cut off. Yeah, God bless you. I see up the top there again. God bless you, mate. That is awesome. That is awesome. Last, last few moments. I'm not going to push it, but just the last few moments. Friend, if that's you and you want to be included in this prayer, why don't you just respond? That is fabulous. Fantastic. Well, let's pray this prayer together. And if you responded, then I just encourage you, just make this your own prayer. It's simple words. But if they're heartfelt, they they help you open your heart to what God wants to do in your life. So let's pray this together as a church. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I'll follow you. Amen.